ahoy hoy, welcome back. I am Nicole and this is another episode of Yarns for the Soul and I'm stoked to have you here with me again. We are coming into the third mini yarn which is quite exciting um, and also slightly terrifying because this is where I share all of my own shit um, <laughs> and hope for the best. Um, but I guess slightly more seriously part of the why behind this podcast is really taking taking topics that have often been considered maybe taboo or people struggle to share um, maybe there's some feelings of being embarrassed or shame attached to those topics and um, I really just want to open up on these because I guess from my own experience Sharing has helped me connect more deeply with others. You realize people around you are actually going through really similar experiences or they may not have had any idea what you were actually going through. And so by being open with people around you, um, that means they can actually help and they can support you even better. And I love the idea of learning, learning from each other through storytelling and we all have unique perspectives and unique lived experiences. So um, I see so much value in sharing that. And so this is me sharing some of my own stuff. Yeah, you realize that when you don't open up through fear, you know, you might be worried about being judged or um, rejected, then you kind of end up isolating yourself and then you end up being stuck with those circular thoughts as well. So the first few times talking about things like this can be can be tough and it can be scary, but it gets better, it gets easier and you kind of finally start feeling comfortable having those conversations um, and you kind of no longer let those parts of, those kind of darker parts of you have so much control over your um, over your thoughts and they don't take up as much headspace and then you can start bringing in some more positive vibes which is what I'm all about. Today I wanted to briefly-ish um, share my antidepressant story and I could probably talk about this for hours but I'm going to attempt to keep this short for you. So I guess for me, it sort of starts, wow, I don't actually know where it starts. My my history with kind of poor mental health probably goes back quite a long way and I don't really know where it stems from as such. That's sort of something that still for me to discover. Um, but I never, you know, had the tools or language to understand what was going on in my own brain when I was younger and Obviously, you're still growing up, you're still learning about the world, so this is yet another thing that you're trying to deal with. Um, I had some really tough times at high school, um, excellent combination of social anxiety and bullying, and yeah, now looking back, I can see just how dark some of those moments actually were, and bring in some, you know, some self-love and realise that I pulled myself through. Um... I also remember the first year of university, you know, I guess first year away from home, it's a new environment, I was living at a hall, 
Um, and yeah, I think the way I sort of remember it, it was like all of the stories that my brain was telling me about myself and about people close to me were all really negative and quite self-destructive. So even if the reality was that, you know, people around me just wanted the best for me, that's not what my brain was saying. So a very kind friend opened up to me about her experiences and sort of mental health struggles in the past and she she actually booked an appointment with a counsellor and came with me. Um, so it was probably my first encounter as such with mental health services. Um, it was interesting. I don't know if I can say I benefited from that counselling session and unfortunately... You know, I think it's one of those things that's a little bit trial and error if you're trying to find a counsellor or a therapist of any kind that you vibe with. Um, it may not be the first person that you see as well. Um, but I guess that that was sort of just step one was, you know, taking that in initial step to talk to someone and very, very lucky that I had someone there who was looking out for me and wanted to help Um and I guess throughout university from there, I probably sort of adjusted slowly to the new normal and managed to carry on. I probably still had some of those dark voices in my head and struggled with confidence at times. But, um, you you know, <laughs> I guess it's just the testament to how much we adjust to new situations and kind of just keep putting one foot in front of the other. It was actually... About six months into my first graduate job, so I, yeah, I was a graduate lawyer. I wasn't um, a full lawyer yet. I hadn't been admitted to the bar. I hadn't got to wear the, the wig and gown and everything yet. Um, but yeah, about six months of working that I went to see a GP and... I remember I was also really lucky to have had a colleague there who I worked with who was super open with me about her own mental health struggles too and the tools that she used and the support systems that she had and it was just small steps like that and having people that were open with me about their own experiences that made such a big difference and I am really grateful that I've had people like her along the way um, who've also helped to demystify the whole thing because again it can feel really isolating there's all this stuff happening in your head and particularly being you know into a new job into a new career everything was a bit overwhelming and knowing that I wasn't alone was such a huge help um, I had definitely noticed that my mental health was impacting others close to me as well that was probably one of the biggest signs for me that I needed to do something and I you know it's easier said than done but I have learned that it's often difficult for us to seek help for ourselves when we're in those spaces and I think particularly when you're in a space like that you do struggle to see your own self-worth you think that you're not actually you don't have enough value to actually look after yourself but we it's easier to see that you need help, I think, when you can tell that it's having an effect on your relationships. That's, for me, I've noticed that's kind of the wake-up call. And if you don't want to seek help 
or you don't feel like you can seek help for yourself, then sometimes it's easier to realize I need to help myself because it's affecting other people around me. Um, so I spoke with a GP. I was also booked in to see a counselor as well. And again, I don't recall my experience with the counselor as being spectacular. Um, sort of a strange vibe, but I mean, I possibly wasn't also in the right headspace to receive that sort of help at that point in time either. Um, interestingly, I remember a lot of what the counsellor had reflected back to me during the session was stuff about me being like a perfectionist and that most of my life I, you know, I was comparing myself to other people and I'd given myself really high standards. And I think at the time I was like, how is this helpful? This isn't relevant. <laughs> um, but actually more recently that I've had kind of capacity to look back into kind of conditioning and habits that I've had for a while and had headspace for personal development work. I now see the relevance of that, but um, at the time that was probably not what I needed to hear. I probably needed someone who could actually give me some tools rather than just the, I guess, the kind of talk therapy that counsellors usually do. So I yeah I was prescribed antidepressants from the GP and sent on my way I don't really remember much else about the process I I remember being told that there would be like some side effects were when I first started taking them like maybe the first week or two um but I have no memory of being told about like long-term effects or how long you can take them for or what other tools to use or other forms of mental health support or finding the right counsellor, you know, all of those things that should just be part of mental health services that I don't remember existing. Um, and given that I hadn't had like amazing experiences with counsellors, that wasn't something I sought out for myself at that point in time either. Um, but all that aside, actually having pharmaceutical support really did help me the best way I can describe it is it kind of flattened out all the highs and lows um and it meant everything was at a more manageable level I felt like I had a better grasp on my stress levels on yeah everything going on around me I felt like I could actually handle everyday life again um and I mean now looking back obviously I didn't don't think I realised at the time how much the stress of work was affecting affecting me, but uh, it, didn't, and it didn't even seem to cross my radar that possibly law was going to be too stressful, and particularly the types of law that I chose to practice in. Um, but I think walking away from law at that stage wasn't even something that I was contemplating. So with antidepressants, though, I felt like I could handle life, I could handle work, I could deal with the pressure, I felt more balanced in my personal relationships too, so I certainly didn't regret seeking out that help and I think it was definitely what I needed at that point in time and where I was in my own life and I wasn't to know at that time but the next few years from there for me were really tough, so it's actually hard to know whether or not I would have been able to power through some of that stuff if I hadn't been on antidepressants anyway. Um, 
But yeah, I eventually reached a point where I knew I knew that antidepressants for me flattened everything out and made it more manageable. But I reached a point where I could see that I was missing out on some of the highs. And while I was grateful that it cut out the low points, that was great. Um, I yeah, I I finally realized that I wasn't having the full a full emotional experience of life and that was actually something I was missing and it made it potentially more difficult to connect to people and so part of when I walked away from my last job as a lawyer um, over a year ago now I knew that I needed to take some time out to rest and heal and I just decided to go all in so I stopped taking most of the medication that I was on which included um, tapering off my antidepressants because I wanted to know what life felt like unaided basically Um, how yeah figuring out how I would function without them and I figured what better opportunity really um, to do that when I was already going to be taking time away from work and actually resting moving back you know being closer to family and old friends and consciously choosing to have time and space to focus on myself so it it has certainly been a journey um one of the things I learned very quickly was to be kinder to myself and actually um bringing in some perspective that for five-ish years that I was taking antidepressants um I hadn't been experiencing the full range of emotions both the highs and the lows um And then all of a sudden I was feeling stuff and initially that was overwhelming and I think it was very easy to beat myself up about not being able to handle it. Um, And that's when some kindness and perspective really helped and reminding myself that I hadn't felt these things for over five years so of course it's going to be a lot. Um, And I always gave myself the option of going back to medication if that's what I needed, I was kind of, I was always okay with that. Um, and in some of the lower moments, I thought, yep, this, I have to go back. I can't handle it. Um, but I wrote it out, slowly but surely, <laughs> welcomed welcomed all the feelings back into my life. And I remember I saw a psychologist in Wellington for a few sessions and she described the emotions all of the emotions as waves and that concept has stuck with me and resonated and I find it helpful and thinking that you know everything will wash over you which can feel really overwhelming um and if you attach yourself to a particular emotion or fixate on it then you get stuck in that state of overwhelm and that's a really difficult place to be Whereas if you let yourself feel, (laughs) which is tough as well, because I had not been doing that for so long because the feelings were hard, so I ignored them. Um, But if you let yourself feel the things and release whatever needs to be released, then the waves pass and then you return back to some calm seas. And that's tough because all you're really doing is trusting that you you will return to equilibrium and that it will pass. Um, and that is tough. There were, (laughs) there were some strange moments where I kind of just had to laugh at myself because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. But (laughs) 
I remember watching, I'd be watching movies and, you know, the whole point is to evoke emotion at the right points of the movie. Um, and I found myself crying at sad or kind of moving moments or even happy, happy moments in a movie. And I didn't really recognize myself. And it was like learning about emotional responses all over again. But again, bringing in some kindness, realizing not to judge the emotional responses that I was having, but actually realizing that crying in movies actually meant I was feeling stuff again, which is a good thing. Um, it's, yeah, it's been amazing how much has changed in about a year. Um, and I have developed a new relationship with my emotions, new perspective. And I think one of the most helpful things for me during that process has been gratitude for the difficult emotions, which sounds very counterintuitive, I know. Um, but the thing is being grateful for the emotions that feel hard because it means I... I am feeling the full range of emotions and that's not something I've always had access to. Um, and it's also a really good indicator that you're alive and functioning. It means you're not numb. Um, and also means that while you are fully able to experience all the lows, it tells you that you're able to experience all of the highs as well. Um, so here is to feeling all of the things, riding those waves, um, allowing the highs and the lows and bringing in some gratitude for big, big feelings, which is, is still new to me. And I always know that if things get too hard, if the emotions get too big for me again, antidepressants are still an option. I can go back there if I need them. And there was, you know, the past four or five years for me have been difficult and antidepressants really did help me through a lot of that because I don't know how I would have dealt with some of the hugest possible darkest emotions if I didn't have pharmaceutical help to be honest but it's nice experiencing life on the other side um and yeah feeling more more human again and being grateful for all of all of the emotions um so I yeah I'm obviously quite passionate about talking about mental health and I really want to normalize these conversations I hope that maybe some of this story resonates with you maybe you've had similar experiences or maybe you learn learn something um Again, I am always here for a yarn. If you have any questions, you are welcome welcome to get in touch with me. I know this is a fairly brief overview of some of my story and my experiences, and I'm always happy to jump in even deeper into this stuff. So don't don't hesitate to reach out if you want to, and if you're in a place where you're comfortable sharing your own story, um with your mental health journey as well I would be absolutely humbled to have you on the show if that's what you're interested in and 
um, help continue normalising these conversations because then the world doesn't quite seem so scary. All of the, all of the emotions, big, small, riding all those waves. Um, thank you so much for listening and we'll have some more yarns for you very soon. Bye.